What is going on, everybody? It is episode 297 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? Hi, Crisis Actors. It's Mary. You could say we've got a case of the Mondays today oh, in the studio, and we've got the perfect guest for it. Introduce yourself, please. Hey, everyone. Marketing man extraordinaire. <laughs> with more feeling! And the patron saint of White Boy Summer, Dane Font here. I actually felt that. So did I. I felt the excitement. If only my eardrums were still, while well, eardrum was still working. So You're the one that makes the crisis sounds. <laughs> that, is, that is a fair point. And we do have a new crisis sound up, ladies and gentlemen. So if you do want to uh, have Dane scared out of his wits by a new crisis sound, you know what to do. Down there, little crisis meter down there in the corner. Uh, every time we get to $100 in Super Chats, it goes off and I get to scare my co-hosts. And as yeah, people yeah. always tend to point out in the, in the comments, I have a look of pure joy on my face whenever I get to do that. I'm always very, very happy when when we get to do that. So, yes. uh, Mary, uh, are we good with data? It says, uh, it's saying no data there. Uh, chat, the are we good? Fine are to we, me. we good? All right. Yeah. All right, I'm waiting Chad's for it to... Chat's still going. Chat, are we still good? Chat, are we still good? Let us know. Now, now they're going to... Now they're going to throw me off and Looks tell me like we're not. good. All right. All right. Well, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about here today, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Smith has brought about what looks like Satanic Panic 2.0. Uh, Mary and me have differing opinions on this and where it should go, but we're going to talk about that. Also, the Grammys. Seriously? They happen. They're, they're still a thing. We're going to talk about it. We're also going to talk about uh, Hogwarts Legacy getting you on a watch list from weirdos on Twitter. They've created a watch list so that you can upload the names of all people who have streamed Hogwarts Legacy so that you can, I guess, go shame them for daring to play a video game that J.K. Rowling is somehow tangentially connected with. Very shocking stuff. Also, Seth Rogen doesn't really understand who Marvel is marketing to these days. I feel like a lot of people don't understand who Marvel is marketing to these days. I don't know if Marvel days. understands even. That is very true. We got that. And also, uh, there's a very interesting article about how they think that Velma's bad reviews are actually going to lead to it getting its second season. But they make some grievous errors about, uh, you know, their, their initial assumptions, I believe, are wrong. And we're going to talk about how Sarah Michelle Gellar... I can't believe I'm talking about her twice in, in one week, twice in less than a week. Sarah Michelle Gellar uh, points out some stuff that they had for the 2002 Scooby-Doo, which proves that they had uh, no clue. Well, you know, they, they knew better in 2002 than they do now. Fair enough? To, would that be a fair assumption? Sure. I yeah. never thought I would see SMG in the news this much. Yeah, I know, right? What's SMG? Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh, wow. But speaking of uh, that, we've got actually slightly more Sarah Michelle Gellar news as part of a, I have a two-part cringe of the day as far as upcoming movies that are going to come out. So I think we should just get right into it. First and foremost, I posted about this on Twitter. No, 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 no. You do not make white men can't jump again. You don't. Also, somebody misconstrued in the comments like, Brett, sequels make money. No, this is not a sequel. This is a, a freaking remake, and it's a bad remake. You know why it's a bad remake? Because you can't replace Woody Harrelson with Jack Harlow. You can't do that. I would have rather seen Post Malone play him than Jack Harlow. Uh, and you can't replace Wesley Snipes with literally anyone. He's too awesome. So no, this is cringy. Watch the trailer. We can't show it on here. It's clearly copyrighted. And why wouldn't they try to claim copyright? Because they don't want people like us speaking truth to power, calling <laughs> out how stupid this movie is. I feel like that movie's going to have a lot of yow in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, there's One Twitter a, user put Jack's performance this way in response to someone 
who said he doesn't come across as half bad in the role, writing, he's not white enough. He's not white enough? Uh, actually, that's a fair assumption. Contrary. Woody Harrelson is pretty white in the... It's, it's Jack Harlow is not white enough. You have, to, you have to watch that movie, but it's not just that, ladies and gentlemen. You think that's bad enough. We have a sequel to I Know What You Did Last Summer is in the works, written by Jennifer Caton Robinson, starring uh, supposedly will feature Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr. Look, if that means that I still know what you did last summer doesn't exist anymore... I'm already boycotting it because I still know what you did last summer is is freaking great. It's so bad, it's good. Wait, is that a parody? No, it's the sequel to I Know What You Did Last Summer. It was called I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, which technically should have been I Still Know What You Did Two Summers Ago, not last summer because it takes place the summer after that. It also has one of the greatest and worst reveals of a bad guy ever when you reveal that his name is Will Benson. No, no. That's if a you've, terrible if villain. You've seen the, if you've seen the original, okay. So the the bad guy in the first one's name is Ben Willis, right? Okay. And and she at the end of the movie she gets you know they get rid of Ben Willis, the guy with the fisherman with the hook, and then in the second movie she's dating a guy named Will Benson. Will Ben's son, and then it's revealed as if it's like this great big shock. It's it's amazing. It's so bad. It also had brandy in it. You can't remake it. If there's no brandy, I'm boycotting. It's nope. going to be tragically self-aware, that's for sure. It will, yes, it will, absolutely. That's, that's a problem. Uh, but we do have some good news past Cringe of the Day. Henry Cavill uh, has a new movie that he's working on right now called uh, uh, The Clandestine Squads. Un- oh, what's it, what's it called again here? The, it's based on a book, I believe. The, Mi- the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. And they've added uh, Alan Richson to the cast. And it's going to be from Guy Ritchie and Jerry Bruckheimer, which is pretty good uh did either of you see wrath of man no I his last okay wrath of man was was pretty good uh it, it's it's going to be pretty interesting to see alan richson next to henry cavill because they're both enormous by hollywood standards today by what action stars are today it'll be very interesting to see what this movie turns out like so i'm excited for that so that's a little bit of good stuff to come uh uh, to cover up the cringe that is Jack Harlow trying to pretend to be Woody Harrelson. You might like it, but be in total denial about it. Mm-mm. You wouldn't be able to admit it to well, yourself. Well, yeah, now even if I like it, I'm going to have to lie and pretend like I didn't like safe, it. Because, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, a safe, safe face. face. So now I'm going to just accuse you of that. <laughs> she's like, you're lying. Who's going to play Rosie Perez? That uh, I forgot. I, they had her name on there. She She's a, she's a good-looking lady, but, uh, you know, Rosie Perez is a once-in-a-lifetime. Does she have that spunk? Uh, I don't know if the actress has that spunk. So we'll, we'll have to see. I think uh, Jack Harlow would have been a better fit for Rosie Perez's role. Than <laughs> Probably. Woody Harrelson. Not, 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 a bad, uh, not a bad comparison. Uh, and also, guys, The Terminalist has been renewed for season two, and there will be a prequel involving Taylor Kitsch's character from the first season. So that's also good news to see, though I imagine I'm surprised that they didn't already get that approval for season two. I, I figured they'd have already been deep into the production process by now. So we'll have to wait and see. I don't think I can make it through Terminal List. I just can't watch something that depressing in the pilot episode. You're like, it's like this dark. You're like looking it's, at it on screen. Like, what the hell are they talking about? It's super dark. People are dying in the very first episode. It's, it's sad. It's sad, but uh, I, I enjoyed it. So It's dark. You'll love it. <laughs> hey, it's dark. You'll love it. The thing is, it's ironic because it's the exact opposite for me. In what way? If it's dark, I might... I probably won't love it. Yeah. But mm. yet I always make the joke, it's dark, you'll love it. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't you, wasn't it? Uh, Dane started it, right? No, it was the chat. I think it was Waffle Sensei. Nah. As most garbage stuff is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh Mary. Mary, did you get through any of the Harry Potter movies? 
I did. I intend to keep my word on this deal. 10 crisis parties. I'm going to finish the Harry Potter series. I got through the first one. I fell asleep in the middle of the first one, actually, um, and then continued it the next day. But I made it through the first one, and then half of the second one, I'm going to wait on the second one until I'm done with it to talk about that. <laughs> but um, I'm sorry, I just don't know. I, I, I know that this is made for kids. Like, these first two are for the audience as they're younger, and then it, the tone of the movies changes with the audience getting yeah. older. So I can tell that this is for kids, and I... Because I wasn't allowed to watch this as a kid, I don't see the charm that it had for everybody. You've never seen them? I wasn't allowed to watch them. But you've never seen them still? Never seen them. Wow. Yeah, and um, I, I just... I can't see it from that innocent perspective that... Yeah. kids had when they first watched it so i don't feel that like sentimental value for it it's a different time to be alive i was just kind of out. bored the fourth movie it. is the best one i think people were the people were a lot more like excited about adaptations back then because they were much rarer and they also yeah. didn't suck yeah every time like they they adaptations at that time when we lived in a less complicated world, didn't suck the life out of a franchise. Yeah, exactly. it was. They would add to it. It was a Monique playing Ron Weasley. You know, <laughs> that would be amazing if they got, would be if they got her or Queen Latifah to play Ron Weasley. No. Harry, I'm scared. <laughs> Are they gonna ginger side Ron Weasley? Oh yeah, yeah. There's no way he survives uh, in that one. Or they'll get they'll get what's her name? They'll get to Halle Bailey to play Ron with the red hair from uh, from Little Mermaid. Or Ice Spice. Yeah, that would we'll be Ice Spice with her red hair. Can't believe there's actually a human being named Ice Spice. It's, I, well, it's, it's not her crazy. legal name. I don't know what else to say about it, honestly. That's my one thought is just, you know, I, I still don't see the hype, but maybe yeah. it'll grow on me as the tone of the movies evolves. We got to play that game. That game looks... Well, we're, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it in a little bit here. But let's uh, before we get started, guys, if you could please hit the like button on this video if you have not done so already. Subscribe to the channel if you are not yet subscribed to the channel. If you do want to leave a super chat and scare the hell out of Dane, uh, the Crisis Meter shows right down there. That is where we're at right now. Also, when this stream is over, if you could check out... <clears throat> our review of The Last of Us Episode 4 is up on our YouTube channel and our review of Knock at the Cabin is up on TimCast.com. Uh, episode 4 was kind of interesting because um, I was, it was kind of me against uh, You mean the Mary. least yeah. interesting it was, ever? It, no, it was, <laughs> it was in, like our, our discussion. The interesting episode they put out so far? Our discussion was interesting because I liked it. You guys didn't like it or at least uh, you, you were kind of, you thought it was boring. Wesley thought it was contrived. Yeah, I just I couldn't be less interested. Yeah. Honestly, if if I were doing this as a hobby, I wouldn't have made it past the pilot episode. Yeah. But, but, but we're, I, we're sticking with it. So look, far. the thing is, though, is like after watching Velma, I'm completely fine with watching something that's just meh. Okay, I'm I not. I, I'm not gonna let the media do that to me. I didn't say it was good. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say it was good. I'm I not gonna said, let them lower my standards. Yeah. All right, guys. So we got that. Uh, we got everything else. What else do we need? Oh, I say we just get right into it. Didn't Mary, we have can, a... can you lower the volume on my headphones? Yep. Please. Oh, yeah. yeah. Senor. I guess other than that, we're ready. It, we didn't have a cringe of the day, did we? What, uh, I think earlier you said that you had a, an image that was going to be our cringe of the day. Yeah. All right. Okay, good? we're good. All right. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's gonna, that's that's not necessarily. I, I think that the Wesley Snipes, the, I think the white men can't jump stuff is cringe of the day. The image goes into the Sam Smith topic. So, Mary, oh. I say we just get right into it. Mary, are you ready? 
I'm ready. Dane. See. <laughs> All right. Here we go, guys. So it says, viewers slam satanic rituals during Sam Smith and Kim Petra's Grammy performance. They were like cosplaying yeah. as CERN. Yeah. <laughs> The Grammys, they're still a thing, and some people still watch them. That Isn't was that the, crazy. The, the first thing I thought of was like when somebody's like asking like what we thought of the Grammys. I'm like, <sighs> they're just inviting anybody. Anybody to this can. Shit these days. Anybody can show up to the Grammys these days. Is Who's Kim fair? Petras? Kim Kim Petras. Do you want to explain? Is a uh, is yeah. A Kim Petras is a German descended pop star who is now very big in the hyper pop scene. I guess hyper pop. Um, Featured on this song by Sam Smith called Unholy, which we've talked about. Uh, we actually talked about his music video for a different song. I'm not here to make friends. But this has the exact same theme of like pretending to be super subversive and edgy and utterly failing at it. Extremely, fa extremely failing at it. So the, maybe we should like go through the lyrics of it. Do you want to go ahead? Go ahead. I Mary. mean, yeah, let me let me pull these up. Yep. So the, it the says... <laughs> Uh, mummy don't know daddy's getting hot at the body shop doing something unholy. He like it, like it, yeah. Keep he going. like it, like it, yeah. It, it goes on like that. Um, <laughs> he, <laughs> he sat back while she's dropping it. She be popping it. Who's right? Yeah, she put it down slowly. Oh, yo, yo. He left his kids at hoey, oey, ohm. So he can get that. <laughs> Sorry, I drew myself. So... That's what the song is about. I think it is probably about a guy going to a bathhouse. It's about having a gay dad. I guess, yeah, like having a closeted gay dad. Kind of weird. Kind of weird. It's to... about a fat dude playing make-believe. That's what this song is. It's fat dude playing make-believe. I, I couldn't help but cringe when during this performance at the Grammys, he just started smoldering at the camera and just like feeling himself up and like thinking he ate because he did anything but that. <laughs> he left the entire Thanksgiving banquet at the table. He oh, ate nothing. Man. Which is not normal for him. So, <laughs> oh, look, is this the Satanic Panic 2.0? The funny thing is somebody in the comments said uh, it was easy to brush off the Marilyn Manson stuff in the 90s. This stuff, not so much. Well, so. we need to summarize yeah. how this performance looks yeah. because we can't show it to you. Yes. All the lights are, are red. It's just like red LED lights that cringe TikTokers turn on to make thirst traps in their bedroom. And then Kim Petras is on the other side of the stage in, in a fake cage, yeah. um, like a go-go dancer or something. And then Sam Smith is at the front of the stage with a circle of backup dancers just walking around him and, you know, dancing in unison. And it's, he's wearing a shiny top hat with devil horns on it. He's got, once again, his nipples protruding, very disrespectful. And, uh, yeah, the whole performance is just very cringy and try hard. There's the, uh, the smolder, There's the attempt to smolder. His attempt at, at eating. <laughs> Do you guys see Madonna look like an absolute goblin? Yep. I mean, they all look like goblins. It's no, not but, even just Madonna nah, anymore. No, but Madonna in particular. So here's, here's the thing I want to like I, I show. Like, people were freaking out. People are saying, oh, my here's, God. Here are some tweets like, about it. They're uh, saying, oh one my person God, said, Woke Grammys satanic worshipping. I cannot believe what I just witnessed. Hey, CBS, you can stick your pathetic Grammys show up your collective asses. You feature a satanic perverted music performance by Sam Smith. Then Beyonce comes out to praise Jesus during her acceptance speech. 
And what the F happened to fun music? Most depressing award show ever. Let me, before we go, I just want to point out, like, uh, just keep in mind that when, when people are talking about, ooh, it's evil, this is what everyone's looking at. They're looking at this. It's, it's lit in red, and it's got flames and all this stuff. But just remember, this is what it looks like when the lights are turned off. Yeah, it's it's a lot less scary <laughs> when that's oh, no, that's no, no. the face of evil. Oh guys. no no They're no! Dorks laugh at them Damn. and move on. The demons aren't even trying They're anymore. Not. They're not. <laughs> I I thought that that evil was supposed to be alluring. Apparently not. <laughs> Seriously, uh, look I'm, at that cringy posse. They act like middle schoolers. Yes, I'm just I'm just showing saying, up like, together wearing the same color. When, when didn't I, Satan tempt us with like succubuses and things? Right. Whatever happened to what? that? This is like a. Evil became so unsexy and unappealing recently. Must have seed oils Anyone else notice that? <laughs> so seed oils and plastic in, in microplastics all over. I hell. have to agree with the sentiment that music is supposed to be, or at least music performances and award shows are supposed to be fun and entertaining, and this is just cringy, boring, and depressing. It's uh look what, so what's now the, the real question is like is this a satanic ritual? I say that we say okay, it is satanic. Now what? Like the, I think we can agree that at least the 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 Do tones because earlier it didn't sound like you look, thought so. I, I, I what I realized is like look I can agree that there that it's satanic in its presentation. Now the question is now what? What do we do now? Now that we can agree that this is a bunch of either satanic people behind the scenes or Sam Smith trying too hard to be edgy when he's just old, fat, and out of uh, out of touch and the no old longer cool. He's yeah, washed up who's, on who's the beach like using, a land whale. Who, who's using uh, modern day identity politics as a way to like make himself relevant again. These people are dorks that are not worthy of your fear. Like the best thing you can do to push back on these people is like, look, if you're from a religious home, don't let your kids watch this stuff and raise them sure. uh, to understand about the dangers of identity politics and gender politics in general. But for the rest of the world, I think that you actually give them more power by pretending like they're some okay. controlling force. I don't think anybody is afraid of Sam Smith's embarrassing <gasps> existence. They're pointing out that... Whether it, it is trying and failing at being a satanic ritual or it actually is one, yeah. they're, they're in league with the people who actually are dangerous. And we've talked about Balenciaga before at length. Is it just a bunch of art nerds thinking that it's dope to put children next to bondage gear? Yeah. Or are they in reality conspiring toward an end that is far more nefarious I which think is desensitizing the public to the abuse of children and their innocence I, I i think it's more the first one than the second one and i'll tell you why because there's a type of people that they just stay in their industry and they don't understand nothing outside of it and it's nowhere more apparent than academia because so academics go to elementary school, they go to middle school, they go to high school, they go to college, they go to grad school. And then guess what? They work in the place where they've lived their entire life. And it seems that, you know, the kind of the the lame lowest common denominator conversations that academia is having is the art that's being reflected in Hollywood. Yeah. 
and in the industry. So I think it's more just in group them talking amongst themselves and it's like, wouldn't this be edgy? And I'm pretty sure they know that it isn't, but they're just having, you know, it'll impress whatever they, them, they're talking to at the moment. And I think, I just think it's more of that. I just think that they're so insanely out of touch with the world and they couldn't even figure out something that's provocative or interesting if it slapped them in the face. Because, because actual subversion would require them doing something that would actually get them pushed back upon, which yeah. is nothing of what they talk about. To your question of, okay, if it's satanic, what do we do now? Yeah. I don't know because yeah. the whole banning it doesn't work. Look at the conclusion or lack thereof of the Balenciaga scandal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just the conclusion there is that we can point it out, we can argue about mm-hmm. it and debate endlessly and find all the evidence, and you are still powerless to stop it, which is the whole point of extravagant, garish displays like garish. Sam Smith's. It's to show you that they run the show and they are in charge and you have no power to stop them. It's a circus show. Then the idea would be to remember that the ratings on this crap are in the gutter for this stuff. And, and I think a big part is like a lot of people are talking about like we need to put a stop to stuff like this. I'm like, it doesn't work because what happens when you ban art is it goes underground. It goes underground and it gains more relevance because it's looked at as something that you're not supposed to That's like. It's only happened once and, 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 it's, and the 19- it's, it's 19th and 20th century. But Mary, doesn't it make you feel better how unimpressive they are? How absolutely uncaptivating, like uninteresting <laughs> and how boring and lowest common denominator. This is seriously like if grandma tried to do a satanic ritual, like it's so they have these like, shadow uh, puppets yeah. of the old world order. Yeah, this is on like the DM, wall. This is like DMV Satanism. You They're like I mean? making shadow puppets of the conservative authoritarian right on the wall to drum up more controversy than really exists. What they're talking about is actual subversion would be making fun of them. Because you're not allowed to make fun of anything in the circle now because they have the big ring of identity politics protection around them that tells you that you're not allowed to make fun of them. When the, when the crowd roars, they talk about how the crowd roared in approval at his performance. They're not roaring for the devil. They're roaring because they're so disconnected from reality that they think their inclusion of this is somehow subversive. It's not. I'm it just is the saying- mainstream now. You know, keep on associating being LGBT with Satanism. Keep going in that direction. It will really work out well for you. I keep mean, going. Yeah. I don't know if it, I don't like. Uh, go is, ahead. But is that really going to matter in a society that's become less religious as years go on? I'm just saying they're living up exactly to the yeah. expectations. What we can do that are set for them. What we can do as people that understand this stuff. And, and to my point, when I say that they're dorks, not worthy of your fear, I understand that it's the people behind them are the ones that have the actual power. And are the it's ones not should... even just the people behind them. The... I mean, I have a, a broader point here, which is that, um, Yes, this is a ridiculous display that is not impressive or influential to anyone, really. But the things that these people stand for are absolutely evil. And they make these garish displays to desensitize you to what's actually going on. So Kim Petras, if any of you were unaware, 
is a transgender and that's where star. I and that's where I agree this with you about the evil Kim Petras yep. uh, was assigned assigned male at birth okay so I went to the early life section of Kim ah. Petras's Wikipedia page and it says this in 2006 Kim Petras then aged 13 appeared on a German television current affairs show in which she discussed her medical gender transition at age 14, Petrus appeared in a documentary and a talk show in a push to get permission for early sex reassignment surgery at age 16, before the minimum age of 18 in Germany. These appearances resulted in international media coverage of her transition, mm -hmm. touting her as the world's youngest transsexual. And this is she where the was evil then part gets permitted to get early reassignment or confirmation surgery at 16 years old, as expected. Yeah. And now we're in a whole other conversation about that. Yes. One that yes. never existed in 2008. And it's because of or people Marilyn who Manson. influence culture like Kim Petras. Or even Marilyn Manson. Like this is where it goes above and beyond when we're just talking about edgelord Marilyn Manson satanic panic stuff. Once you start including kids and you start including gender ideology, now we can get into the discussion of actual evil. Right? I'm saying it all goes together. And, and so then the question is, we've accepted that it's real. Now we talk about what we can do to fix it. And I think that the only way to do that is if more people can come to terms with understanding that this is real and these things are part of society. Look, I joke and I say, yes, I think you should make fun of the dorks like Sam Smith. But for the rest of it, we need to do better about raising our kids. Didn't, Napoleon, society. didn't Napoleon say, don't interrupt your enemy when he's making a mistake? That's true. Yeah, this is, this is a perfect example of that. Yeah, they're imploding, dude. We might be getting a warped perception of this because most of the pushback on the unholy performance was satirical anyway. It was from stan accounts that support these people who are making fake hate comments to get their names trending. One of them was a stan account that said, I'm Christian and I find unholy absurd and offensive. It mocks my religion by celebrating unholiness through mortification of adultery, immorality, and perversion. This song is sinful and blasphemous, which is very disrespectful to me and my community. Ban this song right now. They don't even know how to word these objections like an actual conservative would. And then later on, they followed up saying, White conservative Christians, of course they bring race into it, yeah. are so Delulu, like it's crazy. Delulu? Do they realize how Delulu they sound? Delulu. Judgment day is coming. Ma'am, this is a Wendy's. They, but it's like, no one is actually saying that. If anything, the actual conservatives responding to this on social media are just passively disgusted by you and make fun of you. Dude, I'm like you wish that we were angry. No, that's that's you my really greater, wish that. Seriously, that's my greater point. Like it, it's it's to the point where it's so unimpressive. Beyond unimpressive. Yeah, it's like I feel nothing from it. Impressive would be Sam Smith like what, making you, fun of uh, Kim Petras. That you, would have been you hilarious. danced in red lights yeah. with a top hat with devil horns. Yeah. Um, it's also so funny every time how they specifically go after like catholic imagery which is not what they even grew up with like if you're american or even if you're from from germany like kim petrus that is not the establishment that you grew up oppressed under no like, that's they, 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 will, they will go on with that forever. it may be that, that may be a gen c take like we 
No, I agree with her. I, I, well, because I, you grew up in Puerto Rico, you would think differently. But maybe, anyone yeah. in America knows that there's no such thing as a Catholic hegemony. Uh, not anymore. Uh, there not never anymore. was yeah, yeah. in America. Yeah. There, no. It was a Protestant hegemony, an Anglo-Saxon Protestant hegemony in America throughout its entire history. I mean, you know, the, the, thing why, the reason why I'm not particularly partisan is because when I was growing up, the, the censorious, annoying do-gooders were the Republicans. But these people aren't censorious do-gooders. They're just censorious. Uh, I don't even know what you'd call them. Dork good. I don't know. Yeah. All right, and, and I do want to. The people who got shoved in lockers and still should be. Yep. Uh, I do want to point out this. This is why, guys. I'm, I, I saw this on Friday night, and I he literally got so excited that I sent this to a. <laughs> I sent this oh, to no, a bunch no. of people. So it says this is a picture of Sam Smith, and it says I'm being abused in the street verbally more than I ever have. Someone spat at me in the street. It was crazy. And then somebody responds and says, I hope they're okay. And somebody just responds by saying, you spelled they're wrong. So your, even your kindness will be held to account. Even your goodwill will be insulted. There is no future of this. It's a sad world we're yeah, entering so into. I, I don't care about that. So my, my thing is that, okay, when you are purposely provocative, it, I think it's to be understood that the people that you're trying to... Uh, is this the word? Provocate? Provoke. Provoke? Thank you. Uh, the, the people that you're trying to provoke, you know, they won't like you. You know? So what? what is the surprise? What are you astounded by? That you're going to mock someone's worldview and core values and they're going to be like, hey, man, you know what? Just keep going. Well, that's the way that I guess... What is this side? Like when the, the right, how does this the end? conservatives, the Christians, the apolitical. That is the tone with which they've always responded is like, do your thing, man. Mm -hmm. Leave us alone. But they, that's simply not enough. If they're not being celebrated by you, they'll continue pushing and pushing. Yep. And it's because of their weird martyrdom complexes that come from being bullied in school. Because they're antisocial, maladjusted freaks. We got some super chats. Do it. We do. Potatoes for Seamus said, so when does Brett stars Woody Harrelson and White Men Can't Jump? That would be a very short movie. Sorry, Brett. Couldn't help it. Please love me. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, the supplication at the end. <laughs> Vidi Beasley said, uh, Mama told me it's not about falling down. It's about getting back up to keep trying. But the cop at the checkpoint wasn't trying to hear any of that. What? I don't know what that means. T-Bone said, Grammys were bad. Sam Smith's performance was worse. Did anybody actually watch the Grammys for the... There was somebody saying that they, they thought that Sam Smith's performance was, like, really moving. And these are the bot <laughs> accounts. These are the bot oh. accounts that I'm talking about. This is... Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of celebrity worship and stuff like that, or people saying Beyonce's. Uh... Oh, it's also interesting to point out that the the show got called both trans inclusive and transphobic at the same time because Dave Chappelle won an award and Kim Petras won an award. So what is it? What is it? Great. I ask you. It's it's a shame because so many um, c celebrities have genuine talent that is wasted on this messaging that they try to push. Biddy Beastly said, these people are dorks and not worthy of fear, but they work hand in hand with people that will take your kids away for going against them. That's true. I stopped being a Satanist when I saw Anton Levy's early life section. Those early life sections, man, they'll tell you a lot. 
Quiet Inari said, we call these people champagne Satanists. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 so the champagne Satanists are being, clapped, uh, are being clapped for by champagne socialists, and we're supposed to, to care, I guess. Creative Juice said, if religious symbolism was shown through the same lens that satanic symbolism is, or in a similar amount, it'd be easier to dismiss it as just art. What lens? Like being commercialized? Uh, I have no idea. In the chat, some extreme condition says when the person said, I hope they're okay, I think they meant for the person who allegedly spit on Sam Smith, seeing that it was traumatizing after all. No, it's because Sam Smith goes by they, them pronouns, and they were trying to respect Sam Smith's pronouns, but they used the wrong spelling of they in their, uh, in their approval. I'm just not going to pretend that these people are are worthy of even the slightest semblance of respect yeah. when they they literally are the people that believe puberty blockers are reversible. Like you are the yeah. problem. You are genuinely the problem. And that's that's where my problem with it is. For most of it it's like uh I can live with Sam Smith like like pretending to be like uh, an edge lord on the Grammys but the way that it that it involves children now that's where you have to draw the line but and that's you why can't have one without the other that's well that's what I'm saying I'm saying that look it, in the Manson age I can ignore it I don't care I don't give a fuck about Marilyn Manson or any of that stuff I'm saying that yes now they are interconnected unfortunately I think they always were I mean, I don't know. I don't know if Marilyn Manson supports uh, children and, uh, and puberty blockers and stuff like that. I can't speak to that. I mean, not as, a, as an individual, but I'm saying, like, the cultural movement. So what do you do? What do you do in this case? Because uh, we can't ban the art. Like, is the idea that we have to make wholesome alternatives that will actually turn society around? I don't know where the idea that we can't comes from. We can. I'm saying it won't I mean, work. It's just like censorship. It, it doesn't work. It didn't work in the 20th century. It doesn't work. I, I, at least That's in my opinion, time in my opinion I don't think I, it didn't work. I, if censorship doesn't work and all it does is make somebody believe that uh, if you quiet their ideas that you're just afraid of what they have to say, it, you're they making They have nothing the to say. Their only, the, their only aim is to coarse in society. I think it's a generational thing. So right now, uh. we're, we're within a generation that we understand that some Sorry. things are best left unsaid but then net the next generation will be more removed from the context that will make them understand because they, they'll only get it from second hand if it works right mm. if, if you censor their message they only get it second hand and they'll only you know they'll have to believe you on it yeah. and any ill characteristic you have will be associated to that take and so then absolute freedom and liberty will be what's desired and so it's so like make a cycle. better alternatives that make hollywood less worthy of watching man i think you just have to we just have to accept that it's it, it is never and it will never be a, a giant you know circle where we all just love each other and, and accept each other never gonna happen never gonna happen so you know find your people love them respect others and just make sure they don't trounce on you and raise your kids uh, you know and if you have <laughs> and if you, you have children if you have families raise your kids to understand the dangers of these types of things because that's the only thing you can do 
Blazed X Clout said, speaking of demonic, Tony Hawk just mixed his blood into red paint they're using on his latest skateboard decks. Yuck. Cool. Uh, He's just copying Lil Nas, Lil Nas X. X it's it been done before. Yep. yep. Lil Nas X did it with the shoes. False God Dark Soul said, yo, Bretzicle, <laughs> much love from Montreal, Quebec. Was Montreal one of the places on that list? Like, there was some comments on our video about... Um, about the the segregated theaters, or they said all those cities you mentioned are are liberal hellholes, or something like that. I wonder if Montreal's on that list. I imagine probably is, is Montreal a liberal a liberal hellhole or no? Where in Canada is yeah? It? Where isn't a liberal hellhole in Canada? Potatoes for Seamus said, "Brett, love your hat today with a lot of that is a lot of devil emojis." emojis. Well, thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> Colt Seaman said, it's funny how these bullies say and do profane things against you, but when you tell them you gay, they crawl to the corner yeah. and cry for the next 69 that hours. Was a, that was a thing that I wanted to mention, that, that I actually wrote down but didn't mention. It's was like, look, you have to, un we have to learn that making fun of them is never going to be acceptable again, but you have to do it anyways. You have to make fun of them anyways because it's going to be the only way that you can push back. Mm. And it's the, it makes them the definition of what they hate, and that's a cry bully. They cry out in pain as they bully you into their worldview. T-Bone said, had bad Wi-Fi and didn't know the first super chat went through. Both my girl and I are dancers and have opposing views as to how well hmm. Sam Smith's dancers and performers were. She liked it. I didn't. How could you even see what was going on? It was just dark and red the whole time. It's like impossible to see. All right, guys, we're going to move on. So Hogwarts Legacy is out and uh, the reviews are out. And of course, predictably, every single review, though they lean positive, has to make some type of disclaimer about the fact that they understand that J.K. Rowling is very, very bad and she's a very bad person. But it's not just that, ladies and gentlemen. Now, if you choose to stream this game, some weirdo on Twitter has made a list that you can put people on so that you can combat the transphobic streamers that dare to play this game can i make a, a minor disclaimer it, it might not have to do a lot with that um you know list or whatever so for for my my boys my girls my, my gamers in chat so i would be i'm always very wary mm -hmm. of any review that comes out before the game because typically the the early advanced copies the, the, the but the deal with the early advanced copies is usually that you can only give me a minimum score you can't give me any less than x and it's usually like you can't give me anything less than a nine out of ten i remember they were doing that with cyberpunk when it came out and they didn't explain that it couldn't it wasn't supposed to be played on ps4 dude it was cyberpunk assassin's creed it, like there's but you don't know I that for sure right is that industry standard or it's pretty com from the big like gazillionaire companies when they give out away advanced copies. It's specifically like you you can only review this game before the deadline if well, you give us a nine out of ten. I know Ubisoft did that. They're at like seventy five percent right now, right? Like well, three yeah. quarters ish. And the, NDAs, and the NDAs are up. Like, look, this is like the same thing happens in film. But the, the, IGN is famous for that. The later that, like, in, in movies, the later they push a review, the more dangerous, the the worse it usually is. Because yeah. uh, theoretically, if you don't let people re like release their reviews until two days before the movie comes out, it's because you want to hide the fact that there's bad reviews right mm -hmm. up until the moment the movie comes out. Hopefully, people won't see them. 
right? Okay. But in this, it says introducing. So this is from someone on Twitter. It says introducing. Have they streamed that wizardgame.com? Find out if anyone you follow on Twitch has streamed that new wizard game. They're literally giving the game the Voldemort treatment. The game that must not be named. This is created by Sam Gibbs. Yep. Uh, this is some random web developer with pronouns in bio on Twitter. And I love the first response just says, you have issues. One of the responses was from a Twitch streamer who said, while I totally understand wanting to protect your space, I'm sure it wasn't your intent, but this website and clearly the comments here target streamers just seems like a tool that will be used to harass others. Absolutely. How is that productive? No uh, response as usual. It's not supposed to be productive. It's and, supposed to scare you. Yeah, and harassment, of course, is the point of making a watch list like this. Yeah. I don't know what other explanation there could be. The Game Hub review of it says, Hogwarts Legacy does not deserve to be reviewed on its own merits. And you can imagine why. It is because, oh, by the way, the person who reviewed it is trans and did play the game because they got a review copy of it. So they get to play it and tell you that you shouldn't play it. One person said, people in these comments are so mad. If you're allowed to buy the game and play it in spite of trans, black, and Jewish people, why can't I unfollow Jewish or block people. you for that? You are very powerful for this, at Sam Gibbs. Well, <laughs> they're saying that it's in spite of black and Jewish people, not just trans people, because they think that J.K. Rowling didn't write minority characters yeah. with enough nuance. Because it wasn't the point of the book. This is my problem with every one of these people when they do this stuff. They expect, like, every character to get their own book within a book or their own movie within a movie. Sometimes a character is just a side character. So Dean, uh, whatever his name is in the books, the, 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 the black character that, that is part of Gryffindor, is a side character that gets a couple of mentions in the book. He's not relevant enough to give him 9,000 pages of fully fleshed out dialogue and, screen, and story time because that's not the purpose of this book. I also imagine there are people who, uh, in the review that I read, was talking about how uh, LGBTQ plus members used to look at J.K. Rowling's work as a safe haven because they felt like they didn't fit in with society. Well, guess what? Not fitting in with society has existed long before the LGBTQIA plus lobby and teenagers have felt out of place and like they didn't belong for as long as human beings have been a thing. So first of all, I take offense to the idea that you get to decide uh, what the, the nuance of that book is. And second of all, I don't like the idea that, look, I bet you there's people who aren't feminists who maybe take issue with some of J.K. Rowling's feminist beliefs that can still go back and read these books. I'm not a feminist. I could absolutely still read these books and get enjoyment out of them, even if I think that some of her views are dorky and I don't agree with her. Well, but it would be one thing if her feminist ideology crept into the pages of her work, but because we, she wrote them in a more sane time, yep. that didn't happen. Now, they're trying to retroactively politicize her work when you just can't argue with the fact that it has mass appeal. You no, know, it's critical theory that they apply to all of the, to the idea of the house self liberation front or whatever it is. The, the, you know, the idea she didn't understand slavery well, and she didn't understand black hair. She didn't understand this. She didn't understand that. Like I, I really object to the maker of this watch list saying, you know, it's all in the interest of transparency guys. You should just be able to see what 
every streamer has played on stream, the games that they've played. Why are they That's so against transparency li- and honesty? Such a lie. When what are you these do people in a context where it doesn't suit them will never advocate for transparency. And it's funny because I have a free the code mug on the show today. Transparency only befits them in certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. No, but like, what, what are they going to do with that information? They're going to they're gonna harass people. Cool. By the way, for the record, I'm going to play the game. What are you going to do about it? I mean, that is a genuine question. Yeah, like, what are you going to do about it? You're not the, tar- you're not the target audience. So it's, it's the people that aren't so self-assured that they're trying well, to silence. But like, what, what, the critic, what are you going to do about it? The critic articles so like, I don't far, get it. I feel, are low-key trying to humble brag about getting the early review codes in their emails. Yeah. Like, they're like, I, I have gotten an email with early access to Hogwarts Legacy and I've been having a moral dilemma about it for weeks and no one understands how hard it is to be me a special clouded member of the critic consultant class to be, Dude, to I be don't fair, know. giving giving like advanced copies to people you know hate you is an as a giga chat. It's insane. It's well, a you super can't chat avoid move. it. All of these game reviewers are biased. I don't know what in it, one direction. There are no reviewers that are not. I don't know what it is about 2023, but everyone is just masked off this year. The I'm not like well, Brett isn't. You okay. you'll, you'll never know the true Brett. But the the thing is, so I guess that the keyboard social justice warriors have just proved that, wow, you guys have nothing to do with your lives, don't you? You're just now you're going to make a website uh, tattletaling about if someone played a, a children's literature inspired video game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And th- that's your super move of the du jour. And all the bootstraps Republicans are just bootstrapping, yeah. you know. I found this like, one. What's going on? This article year? from. Uh, in Gadget, I believe, by this reviewer who's explaining why she reviewed Hogwarts Legacy, because I guess she's getting backlash about it. And she said, potential players point out that the author wasn't involved in the creation of Hogwarts Legacy, and her status as the world's richest author won't change regardless of the game's success. Also, they really want to play it. I fall into that category. I'm currently 15 hours into Hogwarts Legacy and just barely scratching the surface and having an incredible time. You know what they should do to like to it's to like, magic and wizards to pull like, an Uno reverse is men's rights activists should start protesting it because J.K. Rowling proves that the gender wage gap is not a thing, and then not wanting to be associated with men's rights activists, the trans activists will have to go back on their word and play the game because they don't want to be seen as pro-men's rights. Here's the nuance that this uh, journalist doesn't realize isn't allowed anymore. She said, These are all valid opinions. Playing Hogwarts Legacy doesn't automatically make you transphobic. Boycotting it doesn't automatically make you an ally. Supporting community members does. You're not allowed to say that anymore because according to this other critic, they are saying that... If you play Hogwarts Legacy, you are actively harming trans people. This is what they said in their article. Hogwarts Legacy does not deserve to be reviewed on its own merits. Yep. Okay. I want to make it clear to you right now that as a transgender individual, I have no interest in the kind of fairness or objectivity when it comes to Hogwarts Legacy. 
I feel a moral imperative to oppose Hogwarts Legacy. You're a video game reviewer! Hogwarts Legacy cannot and should not be judged solely on its own merits because the end result of supporting this game financially and socially, I don't know how you socially support it, isn't simply a matter of how much you'll enjoy it or how nostalgic it might be to the experience of the world of Harry Potter. If you purchase this game, if you praise its qualities, you are making a choice that will harm the transgender community whether you want to admit it or not. To, to the point I made uh, on... It must my, be hard to have that much brain rot. To, seriously. To the point I made on my last appearance here on the show. So progressivism is an ideology that it's kind of the, the, set, the forward-facing public relations identity of pretty much everyone and everything. Despite the fact that the majority of people don't personally associate with it. Given now, let, let's just say it's true. I might not be, but, you know, anecdotal and probably if like factual evidence would prove me that I'm wrong or that I'm right. Sorry. In, the, in that case. So if we were to put the ideological and political leanings of all gaming developers, progressive nuts couldn't purchase anything yeah they couldn't purchase anything because th this insane woke progressivism is only performative because people don't want to get canceled by these crazy people so if you get to the true core of people the average man and woman or they them and whatever and their beliefs they will never align with these uh, schizo redditors yeah I, I so don't buy anything. I don't buy food. Don't buy <laughs> movies. Don't buy games. Don't yeah. buy a car. Don't get a house. By the way, because if, if you buy a Toyota in Japan, let me tell you, they got terms for you and it's not pretty. Yeah. So, you I know. I get incredibly confused that self-professed Marxists believe in the principle of voting with your dollar. <laughs> only, only in these circumstances. Their justification is... You're buying Hogwarts Legacy. It directly enriches J.K. Rowling through royalty checks that go to her. Even if she had no involvement in the creation of the game, it does make her money that this is going to sell ga like gangbusters. And that's true. Do they but you don't believe in voting with your dollar. Yeah. They don't have dollars to vote with. Uh, do, they, do they believe in boycotting Universal? Hey, welfare is perfectly usable money, bro. Do they, do they, bo do they boycott Universal Studios? There's only so many places you can take this like where do you draw the boundary of voting with your dollar then it would also that's lead what i'm saying like what every, no one agrees with it me. would also right. lead Truly. to extremely boring content because to people like this the only type of good media is media that's exactly about them so there would be no there would be no actual uh like wealth of content outside of just stuff about being trans or stuff about just being LGBTQ because they don't actually believe in act in other to types of media. So like we're familiar with, with so-called woke capitalism, right? Mm -hmm. Where they make these ad campaigns that pander to protected groups, yeah. even though those groups are completely uninterested in the product being sold to them. Nor do they have the money to buy anything. By the way, they didn't... Like, um... I think this campaign is coming from... Like, this campaign against Hogwarts Legacy is coming from the people who actually fell for those ad campaigns. Yeah. Like, the people who actually believe that every billion or trillion dollar company in the world genuinely supports them through and through at all levels, the people who believe they have that institutional support 
yeah. from every mega corporation are claiming that you should vote with your dollar by not buying Hogwarts Legacy because they think it's the only exception. Yep. They think that this is literally the only exception of a mega corporation or billionaire that doesn't support them. Yep. Like that's scary that they even think they have that power. Yeah. Uh, it also shows a, a certain amount of delusion for most of it because a lot of the time when you see stuff like this, it's, it's kind of like with JK Rowling and Warner brothers, Warner brothers can make like three good things and two bad things, you know, per capita, but you only really notice what you're focused on. So if all they care about is Harry Potter and Marvel, they don't understand that these companies are also making a bunch of stuff that they don't like. They're just not focused on it because it's not part of their sphere of influence. Also, can I say, buying the game because, like, lol, I'm a transphobe, like, that's also lame as hell. Oh, yeah. Do, not, well. do not just buy something because uh, these people don't want you to buy it. Yeah, just it's not going to make I a I mean, difference. there is the unintended consequence that all of this talk about Hogwarts Legacy has been the controversy around it rather than excitement about it. Mm -hmm. So you're drawing more eyes onto it that are going to see it and think, wow, this is genuinely appealing. I'm going to buy it. Like the controversy does enrich them. So all of these hit pieces yeah. are still playing into J.K. Rowling's hands. Mm -hmm. If also, you hate her so much, stop whining about it. Also, the well, shouldn't we be doing the same thing? Like when we when we talk about, um, well, we Sam clearly Smith don't have a dog in this fight. Are any of us? Are, I mean, Dane, are you going to buy Hogwarts Legacy? Dude, I I'm, like Harry Potter. I I read the books. I watched the movies. I'm saying that I, like, you're I'm gonna, gonna buy it. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I want to play the there game. There you go. Like. Yeah, you're you're gonna buy it, but like we don't have a dog in this fight because we're not buying it solely to have no, points uh -huh. in a certain care. side of the culture war. Like, it doesn't matter that much. Would we have been then? Would we have been better off in the previous topic? Are we better off just not talking about Sam Smith if we don't have a, a dog? By the way, I would have bought the game had J.K. Rowling said, you know, six foot pale Puerto Rican guys <laughs> are kind of terrible. I'm not saying like, that we shouldn't talk about it. I'm care. saying we shouldn't make our purchasing decisions. <laughs> based on yeah. you know winning sides in the culture war when you're either enriching all of the media companies that yeah. employ these awful critics or you're enriching the you're enriching JK Rowling yeah. and it's like none, none of them need your help yeah. they're doing just fine without you yeah i don't know it's uh to me it's one of those things where for for JK Rowling she wins either way uh, Warner Brothers Interactive or whatever it is wins either way. All of these companies win either way. And these same people who, uh, I guess it's not, it's Black History Month right now, but in June, they will then fall once again for all the marketing campaigns because all the logos, except for the ones in Saudi Arabia, change colors. You know what's funny, too? What is funny, too? All of these reviewers have reported that Hogwarts Legacy developers tried even harder to insert inclusive options into the game because of this elephant in the room mm -hmm. that jk rowling is transphobic like they've they've added the ability to make your character trans to combat the idea that this game is transphobic and it's still not working so the fact that they even made that concession i find detestable Buy the game if you want to play it, and that should be the only reason you should buy Period. the game. You should you should not be buying it to own the own the libs, and you should not be yeah. buying it to or to own the. If you the think activists. you're owning the libs by buying it, you're don't such buy a it. But dork. Uh -huh. if if buying Hogwarts Legacy did own the libs, I would be telling you to do it, but it doesn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. We, 
I mean, at least I will always encourage people to start separating politics from oh, culture. Oh, yeah, if, if we things. had to, if right, if we had to like not watch everything made by somebody who didn't necessarily like us, what movie be, could we there watch? There would be nothing to watch. I can res- I can like art even if I don't like the person who made it. Like I can do that. That's that's not a problem for me. We have to do that. You have you like. We, there like, are other people. We're, we're that forced don't. to. Yeah, we're forced to because we hold a belief system for the most part that is outside of the social norm. Mm-hmm. Now, so you're constantly, and I think to our benefit. I think in a lot of ways that that allows us to be to stick up for what we believe in. It kind of it helps us get away from groupthink in a lot of ways, right? It. Take that stink bug. Uh, it forces us to kind of move away from just agreeing with somebody just to agree with somebody, right? Like I've got people who send me messages like that I grew up with who, who think that the way I see the world is abhorrent, yet they don't know how I see the world, right? They just know what I choose to talk about and a sprinkling of like some of my views on stuff like this. But I don't feel like I'm that much of a different person from who I was 10 years ago. It's just that the Overton window has shifted so far that now people are so on guard about their beliefs in what they watch. And media is such an important part of our lives now. We live most of our lives in front of screens. Like if I had to not watch a movie or like I was watching Fringe recently and Joshua Jackson is just a, a, a... insane liberal like uh like almost like an elitist liberal in, in his tone the way he talks about people and i can still love it i can still love watching that show knowing that and i think that's a power to us right like he's not like am i putting money in his pocket by watching it well i, I mean i'm not rebuying the dvd so i'm not putting money back in his pocket that way well i think that it's the difference is artists used to be at the mercy of rich people who commissioned them who did have yeah um, generally more conservative beliefs. Like, I don't know. I don't think that... Yeah, you had I your, don't think your patron. Michelangelo was all that, you know, conservative or religious of a guy, but people who commissioned religious art yeah. generally were the, the people in positions of power. Yeah. And then that power is shifted. I think that terrible things are in store for... Harry Potter as a franchise like after what? J.K. Rowling oh, checks out after oh, yeah. she dies. No, I, I, actually, it's we, gonna go to shit. That that might be there. There might be something different there because she has such control over it that she might have uh, she clamped down and she has so much creative control that it may not be allowed to because she got that contract. Made I'd love to see a when, conversation between her and George Lucas. Wouldn't that be, yeah. Wouldn't that be interesting? I, I think she sees her property as too worthy or as too important. Uh, I don't think she'll sell in the same I way. I don't know. I, don't I mean, if you if your estate allows things to happen, then there's nothing you can do about that beyond the grave. She just gives it to a, uh, to her cat or to a, uh, <laughs> is there any way she could like stop them from making anything new? Yeah. Related to like the Hogwarts universe, it would be very interesting if she just has like a nothing new can nothing. come out. Yeah, like, like yeah, that'd be cool. That would be cool because it would be the first time, right? I think that would be very cool if you just couldn't uh, release anything new. I no mean, nothing. I already don't like what they've done with like Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. Um. By the way, after watching the first, thought they were fine. Movie. Um. Wh- what What is fruity about Dumbledore? Like he's not. Limperisted in any way. He's the books just a are guy. the the books are very different. Um, he's much more flamboyant in the books. Oh, they would have played into that way more if those movies were you know made what? today. Um, here's a take I, that I'd never going to be able to say again. 
I think the the Harry Potter actor looks exactly like him as he's described, but acts nothing he like the, the character. He doesn't have green eyes, and he wouldn't wear green contacts. But, I mean, at least in the cover of the original <laughs> book. But the thing is, in the books, he was so much more assertive and confident and, and moody and angry. He in was book four. Yeah. No, I, I think book, book five. five probably book five, he was like that. Not yeah. book, uh, I mean, yeah, later on, not in the early ones. But it, the but the uh, in the fourth and fifth movie, he wasn't really like that at God, all. God, he was so annoying. He's so monotone. Fifth, he was so annoying in the fifth book. So the, just, do you, you mean the character itself? The or? character itself. No, just I mean, shut up, dude. I mean, he's going we get it. You're, we get it. You're an angsty teenager. Bite he, me. he has to kill the Antichrist. It's you know, it's it's a lot. Let's go to super chats. Okay. You got a couple there. Uh, X said this twice. He said, "Brett, that Saturday stream was a pleasant surprise." What Saturday stream? I'm I don't know. Did you have a Saturday stream? I did not stream on Saturday. Birth control. Are I they still trying to gaslight you? That, is, that, is that gaslighting? Uh, Yikes! What did it, what did I do on Saturday? I skated on Saturday. Did you stream it? I posted a video of it. I didn't. I didn't stream it. Hmm. Hmm. Jack from the UK said, "Adorable sneeze, Mary. Bless you. Love the show. Usually listen only with audio due to a time zone issue." Yeah. When do we go live? We go live at like noon. Noon, California. For for from someone from the UK though, we're going oh. live at like eight p.m. Yeah. Yeah. So that should be like prime time. <laughs> we right? are the Timcast IRL of UK. Based. Colt said, guys, I have a confession to make. Sam Smith's performance was actually for me because I pre-ordered Hogwarts Legacy. I'm worse than Satan. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're you're basically Satan, dude. That's, as long as you that's, know. that's a problem. One problem pe people are pointing out is that um, you can't pre-download it on PC. You can yeah. only pre-download it for consoles. So not good news for, for people with PCs. Biddy Beasley said, y'all didn't get my last joke, but my BFF is watching. <laughs> Wait, what is this? Uh, I, I don't think you want to actually say the name. Well, I, I wasn't going to. <laughs> the grammar is just off. Yes. Will you give her a shout out? No, I'm not going to shout <laughs> out. Sorry. Kellen said, this is not the real Kellen. It's not I, the real I, Kellen? I, I presume. He said, I thought it was. That looks like him in the picture. Is it? Okay. Okay. Real Kellen said, Dane, my fave SJW. Dane, AMA, AOC. AMA, AOC. Sus politicus? I don't know what any of these means. Suspect political views? No, he says Dane loves AOC and her politics. Do you love her politics, Dane? Absolutely not. Are you in love with her? What are her politics? Um, I don't know. Being offended by things. And not quite understanding economics. There was a great meme on Saturday of like the it's like her crying outside of the shot down balloon, like the wait what? <laughs> somebody photoshopped oh, the fake picture, the, her fake crying in front of the 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 Chinese spy balloon. Man, what 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 happened this weekend that we really need to know about that that was distracting us from? Am I right? Hey, I have it was no from idea. Sam Smith. Yeah, they they were distracting Sam Smith with the with the spy balloon. Yeah, nothing else was going on. There was a, there was an amazing meme. It said if the if the if the balloon was black, they would have shot it sooner. Oh no! <laughs> Rega Tan said, "Get me Shane Cashman now. Release more parts." I I don't have a Cashman signal, but that if I had one on the roof, I would put it up. Sounds like body parts. Yes. 
Francisco Sanchez Jr. said, For a moment, I was thinking about buying Hogwarts Legacy. The combat looked solid. However, I'm not a Harry Potter fan, and the developer, Avalanche Studios, has a spotty track record, in my opinion. Well, you know, then then wait and see if it's something that appeals to you later, and we'll see what we'll see what happens, right? Ethereal Menace said, I get to play a Harry Potter game and own the libs a little <laughs> bit. Downloading Harry Potter Legacy right now, LOL. Well, ho hopefully you like it and you want to play it just because you want to play it, not just because the lib. Because it's not even libs. Like, I would consider myself fairly liberal here in a lot of cases. It's just weird. <laughs> Jerry Maguire, anyone? No? Have help you seen, me. Have you ever seen Jerry Maguire? Help Cuba you. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> that sounded like a monster at first. It was, was a monster like, at first. Jeez. I appreciate the reference. Yes. Fresh Meat said, holy moly, I'm listening to yesterday's episode because I download them and don't use data at work. Don't want movie reviews. Review Mary's food smuggling. Wouldn't that be good, right? I'm uh, doing a bad job at it. The world's <laughs> loudest food smuggling ever in human history. Yeah. She she brought in like sushi uh, to the to the movie theater, and it's just like every time she touches the container, it just cracks really loudly in the theater. <laughs> she pulls it off. <laughs> It's like me and the zipper. Yeah, it, like, it's it's exactly like that. She had like chopsticks, and they're they're like together, <laughs> and it opens just <laughs> like it sounds like the entire theater's it's like exploding. A explosion, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. What movie <laughs> you guys Incredible. Uh, we went to see Knock at the Cabin. Hmm. Almost didn't remember for a second. I know, there. right? Like yikes. You, well, like you saw the headline, so he's like, oh my god, uh, M Night Shyamalan dethroned. Uh, or he knocked down Avatar in its eighth week. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't knock down Avatar after Avatar was just released. Only, it's been out for two months now. I only posted that headline about about that because I'm making fun of and my Shyamalan's Avatar. Poor. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he already knocked down Avatar twice. Twice. Fresh meat. Oh no, Johnny Beck sent us a thumbs up. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Johnny Beck. All right, we are moving on, ladies and gentlemen. Seth Rogen doesn't understand Marvel. He doesn't understand who the hell Marvel's advertising to. He doesn't understand their marketplace. Marvel is no longer about making movies and comics for kids. Marvel is now part of Disney, which is here to make stuff for adults who are stuck in an endless cycle of protracted adolescence. Yeah. Would you agree? That goes for more than just Marvel. It's every Disney-owned property and more than that, uh, even. So... Here's what he said in an interview with Total Film Magazine. He's talking about this because of The Boys. He's a producer of The Boys, and it's adapted from comics, and he professes to be someone who has loved comics for many, many years. So he said, uh, regarding the film adaptations of Marvel Comics, I think that Kevin Feige is a brilliant guy. A lot of the filmmakers he's hired to make these movies are great filmmakers, but as someone who doesn't have children... It is all kind of geared toward kids, you know? There are times where I'll forget, I'll watch one of these things as an adult with no kids and be like, oh, this just isn't for me. It's because he's actually an adult. 
I don't know. Seth Rogen is so emotionally immature. immature. I, I was surprised to hear was him it, say something like this. Was Seth Rogen the one who fought with Gad Sad on He's Twitter? He's fought with really literally everyone on Twitter and threatened violence against Gina Carano. And he was so. like, he like sent weird messages to people and was like, are you Jewish? To I, people. I think he literally, I, I don't know his, his weird like, fighting with people on the on Twitter rituals but he's literally said to Gina Carano that he's like gonna find her and like really Ugh. threatening stuff like that so I think he has some anger management and emotional maturity issues to work through that's why I was surprised that Marvel wouldn't appeal to him because you know if Marvel is geared towards kids then why wouldn't you enjoy it? And he continued saying... You're a child. <laughs> Truthfully, without Marvel, the boys wouldn't exist or be interesting. I'm aware of that. I think uh. if it was only Marvel in the marketplace, it would be bad. But it isn't, clearly. An example I'm always quoting is there is a point in history where a bunch of filmmakers would have been sitting around like, do you think we'll ever make a movie that's not a Western again? Everything is a Western. Westerns dominate the effing movies. Is that where we're at with like comic book adaptation time, movies? It's, it's, that's interesting too because Westerns are coming back into they vogue. Are. So it's like, are we, uh, is, why are we making so He's like comic still book seething movies? about Gina Carano yeah. having been in terror on the prairie. Look, it's also funny. It's like he pretends that the Dark Knight trilogy wasn't the thing, that V for Vendetta wasn't the thing, that Joker wasn't the thing, that the Daredevil and really all of them, <laughs> all of the Marvel Netflix shows weren't the thing, all of which were very clearly marketed towards adults or at least older teens and, uh, and adults. Uh, and not geared towards kids. It's not even that I disagree with him saying this part, but he just sounds so pretentious. He said, there's worldwide audiovisual entertainment oh God, and there's dork. cinema. They overlap from time to time, but that's becoming increasingly rare. Yeah, like Pineapple him. Express. Uh, like what? Do you, do you th Hot tub time machine, cinema. Yeah, yeah. Because like, you make you're not, movies. Maybe Scorsese can say that. Yeah. You, Seth Rogen, you cannot say that. The you movie, do not have room to talk. The movie about sausages that cursed. Yes. That was awful. Oh, my gosh. I Beer memory fest. hold that. Beer fest. Uh. Das Boot. Oh, that, that was a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> Did he work on that? You can't make... I, I, you can't <laughs> Someone make commented, like says the poster boy for man children. <laughs> he, well, he is. He's part of... Him, Jonah Hill are all part of that generation of dudes with James Franco that made their living being immature adults. Yeah, that's the thing where we're getting confused. Marvel movies are not kids' movies. They make most of their money off of adults going to see these films and if anyone is, you know, original fans of the comics that are going to see these movies adapting them, yeah. it's older people because yeah. young people are not reading comic books nearly as much as they were. And nope, maybe that's just because of the medium or because the genuine quality is degraded, but -aged it's the truth. And their Marvel is even confused about the target audience they're going for because they seem to think that all of these MCU protagonists that they're pushing like America Chavez, are appealing to this imaginary audience, this like truly non-existent audience of Gen Z teenagers, especially teenage girls, 
That simply doesn't exist. They don't go to see these movies, they, and they don't care about these characters. If they ended up, they also did. Marvel did the really horrible thing where they were trying to become a lifestyle brand, and they were doing Ugh. podcasts talking about merch and stuff. Like I mean, that. I'm sure they it's still so are. So try hard and so awful, like Sana so Amna and all these people doing, uh, yeah, really, really bad and very yeah. clearly stuff that nobody cares about. And I, I actually wanted to source a quote from one of our Instagram commenters right now talking about Disney. Just Disney in general, everything it it sucks into the like everything every property or franchise that Disney acquires and like brings it into their Borg <laughs> becomes the same thing. It has yeah. the same tone. So here's what they said. Being previously avid Disney pass holders, we saw how cultish and junkie-like the stunted adults that frequented the parks were. It's like they needed a fix of the magic just to block out the hurtful existence of reality. That's, that's it wasn't it is, just right? a handful of times that a couple of overweight, Mickey-eared, graphic tea-clad, hot topic rejects gave my wife and I the death stare because our toddler's stroller was blocking their beeline to the overpriced churro cart. 75% of Disney Pass holders are neon-haired, perpetual children, confused about life, reality, science, and their true function in society. Wow. Angry at breeders for mm. not taking the high road of being fur parents and minimizing their carbon footprint by voluntarily removing themselves from the future gene pool. Look, what an accurate have you ever seen this? I was like, damn. Uh -huh. I've never seen something that intellectual in a comment section before. Have you seen <laughs> the... Um, the videos of people going to to Disney for the first time after COVID. No. No. And they're like breaking down in tears. Oh my are God. they being like feral? Tears of happiness as they see the castle. I bet there are more fights sure, in Disney theme parks after the pandemic because people weren't socialized enough. Te tears of joy and people are filming them. Like now look, going I'm actually, to a I'm, Disney park, especially during like hot weather, seems like an absolutely psychedelic experience in the worst way yeah. like it seems like a bad trip yeah. you know like you're just getting heat stroke you're sweating bullets you've been in line for five hours for a ride that you don't even like that much they have not figured out how to actually appeal to younger audiences because they don't need to the the people who love this stuff are the most loyal people on the planet and they will spend every last penny of it it's and not I gonna think, last forever though. i think it's a i think it's a perfect storm of like our society kind of crumbling in a way people aren't having kids people aren't having families so they're latching on to ip as a way of coping with the fact that the world hurts it's also a way that people keep tr um track of time now like people time their lives and the different phases of their lives through the media they consumed in that time and it's just very I'm in my dystopian. frozen era i mean yeah i like talking about about eras of their lives through, through also media. i wonder if any of the, the the same people who go to these the like are there any like nutso people who go to see harry potter at universal studios these like there's look harry potter's fan base is just as weird it's just more fractured now because of her comments but they were always just as uh fervent right just english majors <laughs> i yeah hey, i'm an english major I don't know where this is going. For me, like, 
Seth Rogen saying stuff like this is hilarious because I don't think he, he realized, and he should realize this, right? He's part of the producer class in Hollywood. If anything, he should have more insight into these problems than the average person. But this goes back to what Hollywood's constantly trying to do, which is the phantom audience. They want to, they want to find a mythical phantom audience that they think uh, magically exists because it is, it is kind of part of the business mentality, right? Like you're always growing. You can't just settle for comics would be fine if they just pandered to like 18 to 49 year old men who go to comic book shops to 50 59 now we'll say 59 right not even as young as 18 he's so insanely unaware didn't wasn't he on twitter uh reprimanding someone that was i think casey neistat was like damn i got my windows broken and my Stuff from my yeah, yeah. He's like, well, then he's like, yeah, about about." like, oh, that happens to me like seven times a month. (laughs) Yeah, he basically he's like, yeah, it's okay to live in LA because the crimes often like he's like, it's not that there's crime. He's like, you just get used to it, right? Like that's bad. He's like, I live in a in a crime ridden hellhole. Yeah, you get used to it. It's fine. I think for years, Seth Rogen has been one of the most toxic people on Twitter, and I mean that. Like, not in the colloquial sense. He's literally just, like, a radioactive person. From one to Mark Ruffalo. Like, how much? He's worse. No way. No, he's not like, worse. Stop. He's not worse No, no, Mark no. He's, yeah. he's always been worse. He he's literally said, no. like, Gina Carano, I am driving to your house right now. B word. Like. Maybe maybe it's just because Ruffalo's more um, annoying. And he's just more nutty. I, Mark I got, Ruffalo is preachy no, and diplomatic yeah. in a sense. I, no. Seth Rogen is just straight up unhinged. Yeah. I'm going to read Mark Ruffalo's. Um, Show us a Mark Ruffalo tweet. Yeah. I'll just read the first. I'll, let me read the description. A husband, father, actor, director, and a climate, climate justice advocate with an what eye. What does that mean? Who knows? With an eye out for a better brighter, cleaner, and more hopeful future for us all. Chat, I want somebody in the chat to tell me what an actual climate justice advocate is. It's Mark Ruffalo. Okay, so this is his pinned tweet. As Twitter grows more unpredictable and harmful to marginalized groups, I'm exploring some other avenues for us to connect. I'm excited to continue to foster and be in our great community. If you'd like to come along for the ride, here's where you can find me. And I'm sure it's some garbage site. I just, I can't um, with these people. They're so disconnected from reality. Yep. So well, that's that, the point of going to these theme parks. Should anyway. I read Seth Rogen so now? To, to be suspended from reality for a while. Feels that way. Oh, what's, also what's for, so hard about the reality of living in endless abundance anyway? Yeah, okay, that's that's actually a good point. Like a, a lot of what's going on is is what's going on with Disney adults. Uh, a culture of living through a time where like people just have less struggles or is it the struggle is like they've been they were sold the bill of goods that they were going to buy a house and they were going to get married and they were going to have kids and all this stuff but then the the divorce rate went sky high housing costs went sky high they can't afford kids and they've lived in this nihilistic mindset for so long that they just take refuge in these annoying characters and i do believe that most of the marvel characters these days are annoying there is a beauty in working through the hustle and overcoming some things. But they don't I, want to do that. That's trying yeah, to Yeah, well, I, I don't aspire to be like them, so I don't care. But um, so I, I don't remember who said this, but uh, someone, some influencer was saying that they, the when you're broke, like food is awesome. 
Yeah. Because you're just eating garbage yeah. shit when you're when you're broke nonstop. Yeah. And when you can finally have something nice like a steak or something, you're like, wow, oh my God. And Didn't I guess Andrew Tate say that? Like he, was it him? Yeah, Andrew Tate said something about like, look, he's like, when you're when you're broke, just any food is good. So like, when you get to eat a steak, you're like, oh my god, yeah. this is the most amazing thing ever. Yeah, he said that. And I remember that, man. Yeah. I remember just being, oh my god, yeah. eating rice and beans forever. You yeah. know, that's. I mean, that's like how it was for me for most of my life. Yeah, like uh, living. You know, but, but that, that also that informs a lot of people's like um, taste. Like if you grow up eating cheap food, you don't feel like you need to eat expensive food because like it's like you like what you like. Um, I I, I guess I'm, I'm I'm a bit more of a food snob now. I'm not a food snob. I don't know how we got. Give on me food. give me all the seed oils. I say as yeah. everyone melts down. Oh my god, seed oils and, and microplastics and. All over the Disney products. Look, also, we, we're wondering because now... We're uh, talking about the, the hustle. The Ant-Man is about to come out and we're going to continue on this on this realm and we'll see how that movie does. But I think he fundamentally misunderstands what's going on with uh, who the target audience is for Marvel. Yeah. Uh, we got a couple of super chats there. Corey Anderson said, I would like to be the minion to Mary's Gru. Oh, well, that's okay, nice. Well, that's <laughs> a for 2 x said, so noisy for such a dainty looking girl. Uh, I think they're talking about your sneeze. Wow, that's rude. <laughs> Wyatt Kaldenberg said, in most of the world, it's illegal to be gay, communist, Islamic. Some Christian nations, it is punishable by death. This jerk connecting gays with Satan will just get gays killed in certain nations. I disagree. That's not going to happen. But, um... Like, they were going to have the laws they were going to have anyway for their own reasons. Yeah. What he's doing, actually, is changing the outlook of Westerners on LGBT inclusion, not of anybody else. Jack from the UK said, how did Mary resist KG Cumbies? Impeccable Riz on Friday. What does There's Riz that word mean? Again. It's, it's short for charisma. I think that was made up. Like after the fact, I think Riz showed up and then people just made made up the short for <laughs> the, charismatic the charisma thing. part. Also, nice chain and hat, Brett, looking like a snack. I like the wavy hair, Dane. Thanks. Meanwhile, Dane's hair is just wavy every day. Yes, <laughs> but he likes it. Okay, that's cool. Caper two X. I'm not reading that. Sorry, <laughs> I'm genuinely too scared. David Wilson said, what books really need a movie? Too many comic ones. Mary? What books need a movie? I mean, if they were, <laughs> I, if I trusted Bronze Hollywood to make anything properly, then C.S. Lewis's fiction definitely should be adapted. But like, I don't trust them. I know they hate, I hate like real literature and real storytelling and they will never do it justice again unless some things like really fundamentally change the landscape but that's not going to happen i got a couple how about this a berenstein a horror movie berenstein bears Ooh, right um also a horror movie the polar express oh 
Why and and a horror movie version uh, and a horror movie no. version of did anybody ever read the book uh, Into the Wild the book about Christopher McCandless the guys? I, just, I saw the movie so the movie they need to make a horror movie version of that too so we'll just Polar take, Express was already scary enough the, that uncanny valley that unc- CGI man I'm saying live action though live action Polar Express horror movie no. let's go I love that book too I love that book uh, but what else let's get the Final Fantasy else? 6 done well is that a book no, it's a video game. Well, we need a book. You need a, a book you're reading. The, does Andrew Tate have a book? Turn that into a movie. <laughs> well, it's not fictional. You mean a documentary? Bronze Age Mindset, the movie. I'd be surprised if Andrew Tate hadn't commissioned a documentary about himself already. Oh, my God. I, I was over that, that day you guys covered his music. I was overhearing you guys as I worked, and it was the <laughs> worst. Creative juice. Oh, I understand Jesus. that it's pronounced Berenstain Bears, but I just my I. I it was I, never Berenstain. It was. Stop it was, spreading. It was, fake but news. I I just I don't pronounce it that way. I understand that that's how it is spelled. That is one of the funnier things. I think we did that. That was like remember when I did the um the 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 butterfly effect podcast thing up here for the vlog. That was going to be one of the reference points in there. Was I'm like they said it was Bernstein, <laughs> but it was really Bernstein, guys. And the bears were all going to respond about it. They're like, oh, Mama Bear. I love the one where Brother Bear is sick, and he gets to drink uh, like orange soda and has a TV in his room. Love that one. Remember Little Bear? That was oh probably my. God, my... Little Bear. Was that was that both of us? What do you mean? That's cool that we both watched that. It was on I PBS. I was very young, right? Uh, Nickelodeon or something I think it was PBS though his dad was a sailor oh I don't remember he was kind of an annoying character okay I got a better one for you Arthur was so bad never saw that just like putting that out there Arthur like taught children to be little brats Well, isn't most of the media like that now? It wasn't before. Yeah, now now most of them is is like that now they teach kids how to be snarky and yeah. to not actually oh God, be seriously. good people. Arthur was really bad in that respect. Right. Appaloosa said they were raised on your special. They expected to save the world when the revolution didn't happen. They created it. Cheers, by the way. Yeah, that's that's a good point. No, they were raised on you're not special, which is why they're obsessed with the world telling them that they are special. I no, think this is a big mistake people are making. I disagree. I think they've they've been raised to be told that they're that they're special. No, if they were, they would not behave this way. I was raised on you're special. We I'm too. not a gender goblin. <laughs> like being raised on you're not special causes the social contagion. That means you will force everyone else in society or to they celebrate were, you. They were told they were special by their parents when they were younger, and then when society doesn't affirm that, they have to find a reason no, for society are, to do that. People who are told they're special by their parents don't need society to affirm it. That's the that's the point. But okay, but society isn't affirming the fact that they're special, so they gotta get it in some way. And they see people yeah. getting the praise for doing X and Y, and so they replicate it. Yeah, I, I'm saying like the, the pathology comes from bad upbringings. All right, guys, we're moving on. So Velma, <laughs> uh, th- there's an article here where they believe that the terrible reviews for Velma are actually going to end up saving the show and getting it a second season. It's massive amounts I, of copium. I actually right believe that it could get a second season purely out of spite. I mean, I would believe that more if it wasn't under a Zaslav property where I believe that he would actually cancel something. 
you know, I don't believe that Zaslav is just going to give anybody a second season just to own the the cons. What do you call them? Own the cons? Is that a thing? I don't know. Uh, you know what I'm saying, though. Uh, like, they're saying here basically that even though it has a 1.3 out of 10 on wow. Rotten Tomatoes, uh, the fact that it has a 127% spike in popularity, which we talked about before, could indicate that it could get a second season. Meh. Parrot analytics is not a reasonable way it's of about social uh, media engagement. Yeah, it, it doesn't actually count all of the, the like I looked in vain for like actual viewing figures, saw nothing. Like all we're getting is the parrot analytics, which take in viewing plus social media engagement. It's not the same thing. I mean, if they were good, they'd be bragging about it. Exactly. Well, my I mean, question is, they under... are bragging. They are saying it's like the highest rated animated series on. HBO Max. But if that was true, we would have gotten a second season announcement by now. You mean viewed, not rated, right? Viewed. It's got like yeah. one out of ten. Also, but there's you I, can't believe any of those. Anytime like a net like a, a a Netflix or an HBO Max or an Amazon Prime says this is our highest rated this, okay, how am I supposed to prove that? Didn't Netflix think down ratings after the Amy Schumer special got downgraded? I have no idea. Yeah, I think that was yeah. the yep. <laughs> Yeah, that that was the sequence of events. My question is under a leader like Zaslav, how would a first season of Velma even get greenlit? It was already greenlit before he took over. This would have been in the can, likely, and already produced. And he didn't think of shelving it? Uh, if it was already done, already produced. Uh, I mean, Batgirl was already done. Yeah, but there's a difference between unwatchable. Like, literally, Peter Safran just literally came out recently and said it was unwatchable. Oh, I almost wish it came out just because I'm so, I'm so Dude, curious. Me too. Because there's so much dog shit content right now that's unwatchable. Yep. Like, I, I can't imagine how bad this must have been to be like, hey, I know we had this show, but this is absolutely... Uh, do you think we're still part of the problem because we're hate watching it? And I, I'm not even hate watching it. I'm just bored. We need to roll back the state. I'm just, I'm just bored. <laughs> I stand by us not being part of the problem because I think us reviewing it... Um, convinces more people that they shouldn't watch it than should. There's a there's a fair argument here that says uh, if Velma was left alone, it would have faded into obscurity, but the large amount of negative attention may have given it new life. That's That kind of ignores the human condition that when people see cringe and people see awful stuff, they're going to comment about it. Then you have to call into question the motives behind making something like this. A huge part of this is just like fan fiction come to life. I, I want to know why audiences like this niche audience of tumblr soldiers just latches on to certain characters usually supporting characters and they just need them to be gay they like they just need this they it's, need the, that character to be gay so badly dude it's gonna it, go it on would, forever now it would too. make them lose their will to live if this character wouldn't be gay it's gonna go on forever now too because like with the sarah michelle geller article earlier where they talk about how in this in this article earlier they talk about how velma and daphne shared a steamy kiss that ended up on the cutting room floor because back in 2002 hollywood was smart enough to know this yeah. isn't relevant to this story it limits our target audience there's no reason to put that in there a lot of the problems that are made in hollywood today now are just problems in the editing room stuff that could be cut out but they don't cut out another thing sarah michelle geller mentioned about this 2002 live action movie was this line that she she said that got cut she said it to fred and she was like that ascot makes you look gay and then she she storms out of the room in 2002 i don't know if people realize this yeah. i don't know how she doesn't realize this having lived it herself if you called someone gay based on an article of clothing they were wearing it was an insult it was a slur 
It was not. It, it wasn't in fact, to me, to me, it still is. Yeah. But especially back in 2002, I, they, they that say, was an insult. This person not says, actually claiming that Fred is a homosexual yeah. attracted to other men. Yeah. Uh, they, they, I want to know where all the sane movie producers have gone. So they talk about how I feel like if they had added that kiss, it could have added 15 million at the box office. No, because it would have lost more because it changes the, the focal point of the show, of the movie. It's not why. Why are they so obsessed with who people are having sex with? It's like Hollywood is addicted. They're addicted to talking about uh, about having these characters have sex with one another. It's like, it's, it's not that important yeah. to the average person. Uh, okay. This one comment said, if it wasn't necessary then in 2002, why is it necessary now? Can we get back to storytelling rather than worrying about yes. which way fictional character, <laughs> fictional characters swing? Why do they care? Also, anyone and everyone has an imagination. Maybe if it isn't defined, people can think what they want and float their own fantasies. That That's what fan fiction has been for the last two decades and that comment right there is what fuels what you were just talking about about the people saying that like they need this character to be gay or they need this character to be this it's from decades of hollywood celebrity or hollywood producers actually yeah. doing their job properly and creating art that had open tones which you could interpret any way you want velma could have been interpreted any way you wanted there's tons of characters in Hollywood lore that have, like, like they mentioned with Dumbledore, Dumbledore never needed to be addressed as gay or straight. You could assume, you could wonder, but it never actually needed to be clarified that that is what he was. And that's the beauty of detailed, nuanced Hollywood storytelling. It doesn't insult the audience and it leaves room for imagination. They don't want to leave anything up for imagination anymore because they're creatively bankrupt. I think that their their argument would be if the romance between Fred and Daphne can be made explicit, why can't the same thing between Velma and Daphne be made explicit? And the difference is nowadays when they're doing it in this HBO Max series, it's to spite the audience yeah. and not to appease them. Yeah. They're, the audience that wants Daphne and Velma to get together are the ones that watched them cosplaying in porn. Yeah. And <laughs> are not the ones who are actual fans of the source material. I'm just over it. It's a big difference. And, and, and for something like this, also I would wonder if like, is, is, and back to the first article, they talk about how um, what might happen is people could tune in to Velma and uh, check it out and, be, and realize that it's not as bad tune as, and, and, and realize that it's not as bad as, it, as people say it is. And then they'll stick around. No. It is as bad as they say it is. Being desensitized to how bad it is doesn't make it less bad. It just means that if you watch enough of it, you're desensitized to how bad it actually is. This is giving like seventh grade essay where you're trying to just expand the word count as yeah. much as you possibly can. Yeah. If chat B GPT existed when these people were in middle school, yeah. I, I can't imagine the lengths they would go with it. But I, I, they're saying... It, the bad reviews for Velma create a level of morbid curiosity where people will go and watch the show. Even if that's true, to the extent that it is true, um, for a minority of the people that read the bad reviews, they're going to watch the pilot and nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, like, the, uh, a person might tune in and watch the pilot, then the rest of the time they're just going to watch. If they're morbidly curious, they're going to watch the reviews of yeah. it and listen to people dunk on it. I'm looking at the IMDb reviews because they're averaging 1.3, I think, out of 10. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> and I'm not even filtering for one star right now. All of them are one star. One said, I heard how bad this was and had to see for myself. So this does happen. And yeah. they said, uh, I was expecting to be laughing at how, atroci it, how atrocious it was, but it is not even bad enough to laugh at. This was just so bad, it was hard to believe what I was watching. My mouth was open in astonishment at how revolting it was. Another one said, uh, I watched the entire first episode and did not laugh once. Not even a chuckle. <laughs> it didn't make me angry. It just Remove the comedy tag. It, it Seriously, me. in no way, shape, or form could this be considered a comedy. Uh, it, I, mean, I think it's, it's a tragedy and Velma's going to commit suicide at the end. Think so? That's the only way that this, any of this would make sense. Scooby is a rabid dog that's been killing everyone. That's the only way that her character would make sense, though, right? If uh, maybe Scooby's, the... she sabotages everything in her life, every relationship, yeah. and for me, like, I, and also hates everyone around her. The only thing that makes sense to me at the end of the show is Velma, like, you know, doing some kind of like mass shooting and then than like killing herself from like okay <laughs> so for me the most telling moment of the show again i haven't watched it but uh funny enough i've sat down through all your reviews yeah as you guys I'm were doing shocked them. and it was the they gave fred feminist literature and so as a result he fell in love with velma but it's like she's still a rude mean prick yeah so i mean Making the fact that she's a feminist does not make her a uh, unreprehensible human being. So I I don't get what the message is saying. So like, oh, she's a feminist, thus worship her. You know, without any. These people have turned into the edge lords that they claim to hate, because they get off on the feeling that's like, oh, are you offended? Are you scandalized? Yeah. When in reality, once again, we're just watching this being like so bored, passively disgusted. Well, they, they, they straw man everyone's argument. It's, it's like saying like they hate it because they're racist and homophobic. And when me and you were over here like, actually, I kind of chuckled at this one joke, but the rest of it was garbage. Like they, they don't understand that there's nuance to the people that are criticizing you as they give no nuance to their criticisms of your criticisms. Does that make sense? Like I can give a nuanced view of like how bad this is and still say that there were parts. There was a couple of jokes that made me chuckle. The one about um, uh, Norville's dad uh, cleaning up because her, his, his wife's, wife's boyfriend. boyfriend was coming over or something like that. that I, liked, one, I liked Fred's uh, fake eyelashes turning into a Hitler, Hitler mustache. Yeah. I liked Nutso, the mental health awareness squirrel <laughs> mascot. Like, but like they don't understand that nuance exists on this side, but not they on trip their and side. fall into a puddle that is accidentally funny. Yes. <laughs> every every so often, every once in a every once in a while that happens. And the Sarah Michelle Geller thing, all it proves to me is that back in the day the producers understood that there was stuff that didn't need to be there. Because Dude, it chicks made out with chicks in college. But, but in the movie, it doesn't it. need to be there You're because the movie is being marketed a certain way and it doesn't matter. Even if Belma is explicitly gay, doesn't mean you have to show stuff on screen. I was watching Mortal Kombat. I've been talking about this all weekend. Mortal Kombat Conquest, guys, over the weekend. It's so bad that it's good. It's from 1999 and the, the outfits are horrible. All the women are wearing the most unrealistic um, clothing you would ever expect somebody to wear while fighting and it's amazing. 
writing and it's beautiful, but there's exactly one love scene in the first four episodes in which Shang Tsung has, uh, supposedly has some form of intercourse with a lady named Vorpaxis. That is her actual name. Jeez. And it's, uh, it's implied by like, because she's constantly flirting with him while he's in this cobalt mine. And he basically takes his shirt off and like, stalks toward her and then it cuts to like the next scene you don't need to show it right in these cases and it wasn't relevant to the story i'm not saying that you can't have gay characters i'm saying that is it the best use of your time and in 2004 was it the best use of your marketing budget when it just wouldn't have been as mainstream i mean my question is are you including gay characters uh because you think they fit into society like everyone else or because you want to watch them like zoo animals. I think it's the latter. Yeah. Every time. (laughs) Like they're the ones who dehumanize gay people. Yep. By doing this. Oh man, there's a Zach from Comics Matter had an amazing review of episode three where he talks to us like, he's like, they can't have flaws. They can only have quirks. Right. And the best, he says, here, let me rewrite it. And he rewrites the ending where, so, so basically he wrote it as Bill is gay and Frank who gets, you know, in the trap is, was married, was straight and essentially sub like gives himself up to Bill because Bill is clearly the survivalist who can protect him. And then on his deathbed, Bill is like, you know, he's taking the poison and Frank kind of says, look, I thought you understood that, you know, we were together because I, you know, you could protect me. And stuff like that. And in his frustration, Bill shoots him before he can die of the poison. Like, that would have been incredible. That would have fit who Bill was. Yeah. And also the tone on which they left their relationship before Frank died. Yeah, like, that would have been an incredible twist. And it would have, yeah. they would have been characters with flaws. It wouldn't have been supernatural, magical beings who get to go through an apocalypse in some type of, like, post-apocalyptic, like, uh, like amazing like world you know in some uh, utopian world yeah. that exists despite the fact that the rest of the world has fallen apart would have been an amazing to see but they can't write them as actual flawed human beings they do the same thing to black characters black characters aren't allowed to have flaws in media anymore they have to be portrayed and this is one of the reasons i have complaints with a lot of the stuff now is a lot of the best villains in the best anti-heroes like can you imagine if they tried to write wesley snipes as blade now and make him cool yet he can't have any flaws or he, uh, or imagine wesley snipes being written as any character where he has to be some type of perfect angel it doesn't work well if the character is a protected group the only flaws they have can partic- like directly precipitate from being oppressed yeah anything else it's off the table yeah you can't do it. They're not allowed to be the aggressor or the uh, or the bad guy in any circumstance. They and can that's never why, be the antagonist. And that's why, honestly, they're forgettable. Because yes, the, exactly. The I have two preferred mention uh, ways to see villains in media. One is when there's a lot of them, and their interests coincide, but also. They're they're kind of combat against each other. Yeah. Because I like the. I feel like that's very true to life. But also there's villains like Iago from Shakespeare's Othello that it was the fact that he was so conniving and so petty and you he really never verbally said what upset him so much about Othello. But by his actions, you kind of deduced it and it was petty and it was, you know, beneath him and 
we all have that in ourselves and that's the almost the beauty of villains and cinema and literature that you see the worst parts of you explored in in medium and kind of in a, in a hyperbole sense where the bad things within us are a separate person. Yeah. And the good things... And amplified. Correct. And the yeah. good things within us are another separate person, and the, and they clash with each other. And sometimes good good prevails over evil, and sometimes evil prevails over good. I think a lot of the writing today, they're just scared. They're scared they are, to write they those. Are. They know that, that it'll be nixed. Remember when we were talking about the... Uh, what show was it where the writer's room... Where the bad guy said like a racial slur and the writer in the writer's room got in trouble for writing the bad guy, writing the racial slur. Imagine that type of handcuff being on you as a writer and expecting good material to come out of it. Remember that, Mary? When we were talking about that? Whatever show that was where the guy like... He wrote a character that used a racial slur and he got in trouble for writing a bad character. Oh, what show was that for? It was, it was for like some CBS crime drama. Yeah. Or, or like it was, it was for like Chicago I Fire. I do remember that. Or something like this. But the guy, he wrote a guy using a racial slur mm -hmm. and they're like, you can't do that. You, like, you must be racist for writing. He's like, look, it's the bad guy. Yeah, so seriously. if we take that viewpoint of, of Hollywood writing and then we expect them to be able to write creatively... And not with an agenda, not with handcuffs like that. Never going to happen. Right. Unbelievable. All right. We got a couple of super chats there. Yes. Huawei 37 said live action Final Fantasy VI with more emphasis on Orthros, the most badass JRPG character with the golden trifecta. Evil preys on female characters in the legendary and tentacles. He was a silly Thoughts? squid. What other? Um, he was a silly squid. He what? really was. He was just like a, a cartoonish silly squid that what always failed. Guy. Is it seem shocking to you that there hasn't been a Metal Gear Solid movie made yet? I mean, I just don't. So the thing is, the Hideo Kojima, mm -hmm. which is like the game developer and like the director of that game, um, I think he had a beef with the Konami, the company that yeah published it, and so. It's pretty understood that that game can't be done without him, and they they had a, a they have a bad relationship with him right now. So it's kind of good that they haven't. Someday though, maybe. I don't think so. I honestly. mean, the farther we get, it's, it's so funny. Video games are kind of screwed. Gear. It's kind of, video games are kind of screwed because like there was like those years. Like so, comic books got some good movies, right? In the early, the mid two thousands, before all the agenda stuff got too heavy in it, and video games didn't have that same grace period where now the comic book movies are filled with. Uh, you know, snark and agenda and horrible Hollywood writing. So there was like a couple of year window where you could get some good stuff. I don't think video games get that same window because the writing is now bad, but the video game movies never had their kind of uh, their grace period. And also something about Metal Gear is that the game's really good in particular, in my opinion, because the voice acting for Solid Snake yeah. or the Snake's is done by one guy that's absolutely masterful for it. So I don't think you can get a guy, any person, that will ever replicate that voice and that cadence, and it'll make it really weird. Hard to hard to copy. Yeah, because I, I think the, the snake is the voice yeah. almost. Maybe we'll get a Turok Dinosaur Hunter movie. <laughs> That'd be funny. First person. <laughs> It'd be great. <laughs> All right, there's a couple more there. Chubbs's Farman said Velma finds 12 rules for life and cleans her room. Bucko. I love this. Clean your room, this Bucko. 
What? Okay. Idea. What would um? <laughs> she decides that uh she can't use people anymore. How about this? If Velma, it, it, okay, you're on Velma's computer, and she's got the uh, she's got the incognito tab open. What is more likely to be on Velma's computer in the incognito tab? Andrew Tate videos Tumblr. or Jordan Peterson videos? Uh, uh, Tate. Thoughts? Tate. Mary? What, what, would, what would Velma bore? I feel like she would find Andrew Tate edgier, so she'd listen to Andrew Tate. She would listen to Andrew Tate, but not tell any of her yeah. fellow feminists. Oh, of course about it yeah. like it would it would uh it would it would somehow sneak into her dialogue every once in a while she would say bugatti and, and they would be, be like, like velma what? what do you mean by a high value man <laughs> she's like when you're a feminist you deserve a high value man they're like what is a high value man velma she's like well a high value question. man uh is the opposite of a high value woman by that the way my guess is that velma gave uh this dork the that book the feminism book because not even feminist women want male feminists. No, they do not want male feminists. That's been proven, right? Yeah. Like they, they, it's kind of like, it's the do as I say, not as I do Seriously. to every extent. Because not only do feminist women not want male feminists. Feminist fat, women love Eminem. Fat women do not want fat men. So nobody wants what they actually are supposed to be attracting. Uh Bobcat said, so what made Sarah Michelle Gellar forget that her career existed anyway? I mean, her starring role in Buffy kind of debunks her entire statement. Yeah, uh, talk, referring to our topic on Friday, look. I, I mean, went, and this one, too. Yeah, I went back and watched some old Buffy over the weekend. Uh, it's such a... Joss Whedon may be a scumbag, but there was this tone to the way the dialogue was written back in 2000, or I'm sorry, back in like 1997, where you have John Hurd and you have uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. So you have Buffy and him talking, right? And he speaks in this old English language talking about destiny and, you know, in your future. And she talks like a high school Valley girl. And the way they blend the language together is just masterful. And it's like Hollywood's been trying to do that again for a dec two decades, and they've never been able to do it. Also, if you look back at those old episodes, holy crap, David Boreanaz is just Paul Wesley, but 10 years earlier. You know Paul Wesley from like the Vampire Diaries? I never watched uh, the Vampire he, like, Diaries. He's like, uh, I, he's got this, like, they're the same person. Like, it's literally the same person. Like, where they're, like, is he a high schooler? He can't be because he's definitely got five o'clock shadow, but they got the same prominent chin. Man, Buffy was, Buffy was so good. It's also my favorite because I watch it. I'm like, imagine going to a high school where one, you're never in class. To, like they're literally never in class and like dead bodies just show up in lockers and school just goes on and nobody mentions it. It's just so uh, it's just so outside the realm of reality that it's amazing. Also, there's like there's this amazing piece of dialogue from the pilot. For, I'm sorry, from episode two, where Buffy is going to the to the harvest to prevent the end of the world. Right. And they have this masterful bit of dialogue where her mom is like saying she can't go out tonight. Like, so Buffy's like literally being stopped from preventing the apocalypse because her mom's saying you're grounded. And her mom says, Base. look, I know that when you're a teenager, <laughs> it feels like the end of the world. When you can't go out, it feels like the end of the world. As the literal end of the world is about to happen. That's freaking great. Yeah. They do not know how to write these days, dude. Because so here, here's the thing. Uh, I believe I made this point um, on the last episode as well, mm. but it's that the issue we art right now mm. is that the, the times that we are in 
our struggle is one of self-censorship. And it's hard to convey being self-centered and wanting to express the thoughts that we can't say, A, because we can't say them, and B, because they'd be an internal monologue. And that's why I think one of the last pieces of media that was really successful when it originally uh, got out was House of Cards. Yeah. Because House of Cards did something that it was... It had text conversations. They showed the text on screen. They showed the text messages. That was message. like revolutionary at the time. It was. Yeah. Because it showed that the person was physically present, but his mind state and his, and his mm. internal monologue and drama was actually with the conversation that he was having on his phone. Yeah. And we need essentially the equivalent of that, but of the thoughts, the thoughts that we self-censor because of the nanny culture that we're currently in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But people, you know, that are signing the checks, I, I doubt they'll do that. Yeah. Well, speaking of nanny culture, we are ending the show on a big womp womp. Oh, I get- Valentine's Day is freaking canceled. Let's well we got two. We got two. We got the Chloe Cherry one. That's womp womp. Oh womp, yeah, womp yeah. We got, we got Chloe. Multiple so, womp womps. Mu- multiple womp womps. Guys, Chloe Cherry, if you guys if you guys like don't like euphoria and you think it's bad for the culture, it's coursing the culture. Well, there's a little bit of payback coming because Chloe Cherry has been arrested and charged with theft after allegedly stealing a $28 blouse. Only $28. $28. It looks like Sydney Sweeney was right. She said you have to keep working to make it in this industry. What is it with chicks and stealing stuff? I love that Sydney Sweeney's bar for getting paid enough is that she could reti- retire at 25. Mary, you know what so I'm talking about, right? high, queen. <laughs> what? You, you know what I'm talking about, right? Don't, don't, isn't there a, a archetype of woman that f- for some reason when she's young, she just likes yeah they just love stealing stuff well i'm not speaking from personal experience <laughs> but there's um, a would you agree it's like that meme that says it's it they're like living out their instinct to collect you know nuts berries? and berries well. in in the forest Through there's a there's a great episode of the show necessary roughness. hunting and gathering there's a, a show called there was a show called Necessary Roughness co- starring Callie Thorns from like 2011 to 2013. There's me and my USA Network kick again, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And she's a she's a therapist that works with people with various conditions. Like in the show, she's contracted to work with like with the pro football team, but she also takes like outside clients. And it's this one lady. She's she's wealthy. She's got money. She's married. She lives in a big house. But she just can't stop stealing from yeah, stores, yeah. and that was like the whole theme of the of the episode was her trying Breaking to help this. Bad? The, they trying to help this lady understand like why am I stealing? So I could easily pay for it. Why yeah. am I stealing it? Marie. Yeah. Breaking Bad. Uh, so it says, of course, uh, she's not the first celebrity to become entangled in alleged shoplifting shenanigans. Uh, yeah, Winona Ryder, all the way back yeah. in 2001. And look, she had her comeback not that long after. So you're good, lady. Like, as long as... Uh, Gosh, she was smoking. Uh, yes. Uh, so, so yes, poor Chloe Cherry just can't stop herself from stealing from a department store. I'd love to see what blouse this was. Yeah, like, like well, it was, how, it was it worth it? And, and here's the thing: that company needs to find out so they can like use this as their advertising yeah, campaign. A blouse so good, you'll so steal. So great you'll that steal even it. Chloe Cherry will try to. That's steal genius, it. dude. Yeah. That yeah. even a millionaire would try to steal it. Yeah. 
that I, that it's insane that someone as useless to society as Chloe Cherry. I mean, just Damn. just look in her eyes. <laughs> wow. The, that There's nothing pic- going on. How do you There's really feel? There's nothing going on behind there. Is that lip filler or is it like the filling it's, out the lips behind it with the with the pen or with the pencil it's lip up there? It's, but, it's, but it's both. It's a also, lot. She's also filling filler. out above the lips yeah. too. She's doing that that over there. Yeah. There uh, is just. It, is there anything going on behind those eyes? No, I mean she could just be high right there. I don't know. Like, I mean, could be, or she's just not really there. Yep. <laughs> also, guys, Mary is correct. This is even worse. It's yeah. It actually is even worse. Why can't kids be kids? This is an example. Like, why can't they celebrate Valentine's Day and just like be kids? Well, you can't because like it's you not, always. Could. It's not equitable, Mary. It's not equitable. So. The cards and candy are considered to be vectors of COVID infection. I can't think of people more neurotic, by the way, than the people who are still school teachers after the nightmare that's been going on in public schools. Like, not just with COVID, but everything, you know? The fact that you don't have permission to, like, discipline these kids anymore. So it says, while we acknowledge the celebration of Valentine's Day and are mindful of the popularity of that day, it is not celebrated by all students fam- or families in our community, reads a notice sent to parents and subsequently forwarded to local media. So, like, everyone has... This is the problem with inclusion, right? Everyone has to agree on literally everything or nobody gets it. Do you it. guys remember to go like going to other kids' birthday parties during ch- childhood and, like... Do you remember if other kids would bring their own food in like a Tupperware container if they had allergies? No, uh, no. Because this is a new thing, yeah. in my opinion. Like, yeah. Wh- when did that start happening? And when did everyone start being like a snowflake about having allergies? Like the teachers in the comments on, on this tweet are saying that this is nothing new and candy distribution has been banned for a long time due to allergies and special diets. God. When did that start being? Our society is literally falling apart at the seams. The note adds, it is essential that all students feel welcomed and reflected at school and that our celebrations do not negatively impact our families and students. What does that have to do with Valentine's Day? Nothing. You're just using lame word salad. A fair point would be like, what does val- like commercial Valentine's Day have to do with Valentine's Day anymore? Can't have fun, Mary. E- even for a second, even a made-up Hallmark holiday that brings fake joy isn't allowed. You can get fake joy with SSRIs and Adderall, but you can't get fake joy with Valentine's Day cards. Well, they're acting like Valentine's Day is considered a religious holiday anymore, and it's simply not. Like, it, it was at one point. Valentine was a person. We're definitely picking on Canada lately, guys. I mean, they deserve it. They keep pulling <laughs> all of this shit. They keep pulling this shit, and they expect to get away with it. But we're gonna call them out. Oh, you guys, you guys gotta do something besides maple syrup. Like, <laughs> look, like nothing. One person about- said, buying Valentine's cards for every student in the class can re- can one hundred percent place a financial hardship on many families. But oh. instead of <laughs> here's their solution. Instead of banning it outright, why not provide the supplies for students to make cards? Now we can that way, all the students can participate without being forced to spend. No, money. because then there's gonna be a Chad and a Stacy, and then they're gonna get all the cards, and then there's gonna be some Ugo, and he's not gonna get cards. It's like, well, Ugo doesn't get but, cards, and blah blah blah. Now the teachers can do uh, their thing where they brag about how 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 hard they work for their students, and oh my God, they didn't subsidize. 
price my cards that I had to buy for my students. Teachers need to make more money. This by the is way, hashtag this, not my Valentine's Day. By the way, this is the, the take that I will never, ever be shamed out of. Some of the worst people in the world and in history are teachers. <laughs> if you look back on your life, you've had hundreds of teachers and you probably remember two of them fondly. Yep. Okay. It's a Mrs. profession. Solheim. That draws out the dregs of humanity and it should be changed. Someone quote tweeted this and said, everyone must be equally miserable. And it really resonated yeah. with me because this is about the nanny teachers. Like what you said, Dane, this nanny culture that we live in, they're enforcing it because, of course, a social hierarchy in popularity of some kind is just the natural consequence of putting children together in, in the same environment. It always happens. Bullying is a thing. Popularity is a thing. Some people are more well-liked than others. And yeah, it means that you don't get equitable results when kids are giving each other candy and cards. Who cares? Why does that mean you need to take away the joy from everyone so that they can be equally miserable instead of, you know... They love it. All, they everyone love. having a good time. This is the, the crux of their belief system, though, right? Like, they don't uh. get to just make everyone miserable. They get to feel virtuous while making everyone miserable. And that's worse. And with everything that's going on in the world, they're focusing on this as, like, a problem that needs to be tackled. Like, these people clearly have control issues. Yep. Ugh. I just can't with these people. It's ridiculous. Leave the kids alone. Let the, like, what's next? Are they going to take away, like, uh, Secret Santa? I bet, oh, I bet, Do you think the kids They wouldn't even be... have Secret Santa because they wouldn't celebrate Christmas at schools yeah. anymore because that's a religious holiday. Do you think that kids should be forced to, like, if they don't ban Valentine's, do you think that kids should be forced to give everyone a Valentine? What's the point? Right. That's what I'm saying. You're my Valentine. That's the point. It's like, possessive. Like you're supposed to give it to your friends yeah. right yeah like that's at least what i was taught in school is like you don't have to give one to everyone but like you're not allowed to be like romantic about it because you're like seven years old yep. but you're you you give it to your friends yep. but they're not even allowed to favor their friends over everyone else because it's not equitable like this is just not it's normal not social behavior nope. and this is how all these kids are going to grow up to be maladjusted freaks just like Relying the Sam on, Smiths of the world. Relying on Disney for, for family and friends, right? They're, they're not going to have family and friends. They're going to go uh, to Disney like, World. Focus on, on making sure that these kids are reading at grade level rather than, like, policing their social hierarchies. Yep. Like, teachers are so weird sometimes. Dude, imagine having a Gen C doctor. Yep. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Because the rest are going to die off. Yep. Like, that's scary. All right, Dane, my friend, let everyone know where they can find you. Thank you for coming on today. Hey, thank you, Brett. <laughs> old buddy, old pal. Old buddy, old pal. You can find me on Twitter at Dane Font. And now I shall spell that out for you. Thank you. D-A-N-E-F-O-N-T. I also see somebody in the chat saying those chalk hearts taste bad. That's blasphemy right there. I love the chalk. Hearts. Wait, what is that? The Valentine's Day candy, the, ones the sweet, like, the yeah. sweet tarts, or whatever. They're not sweet they're tarts. They're they're like uh, they're, oh, they're they just like suck. What are you talking? I love about? those things. Terrible. The ones with the messages on them. Yeah, love those. Oh yeah, those are good. Yeah. No, they're not. All right, <laughs> Mary, let everyone know where they can find you. You can find pictures of me on Instagram at Mary Archived, and feel free to send me some hate on Twitter. That is also Mary Archived. Based. Oh wait, Brett, can I show people my eggs? 
Yes. Oh yeah, we forgot to to show the audience your lovely eggs. It's expensive, right there. Those are the biggest eggs. Yep. Yep. Amazing. Uh, all right, guys, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Brett Dasovic for both if for the show. We are here Monday through Friday, three p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. If you'd like to listen rather than watch, and some people do, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify. If you want to follow the show on social media, we are on Twitter at Pop Culture underscore Show, Facebook and TikTok at Pop Culture Crisis, and on Instagram. At Pop Culture Crisis Pod. We'll be back with another episode on mo- on Monday. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>